happy rising to all of you happy rising in this beautiful morning sunday morning for us we don't know for you guys what is the time what is the day but hopefully we know that you are breathing and you are reasoning which means that we can reach out to your beautiful energy and we can create something beautiful this sunday morning just regroup and uh share mm -hmm. You know, even though it's us talking, but you you are doing the listening and you are doing the thinking as well, which means that we are working together right now. Brother Elohim with you. And Sister Maya. Yes. And uh, it's uh, your dose of new world oh, older. older. Sunday morning, we feel like talking about what keep us strong. We... We feel like addressing what is it the forces? What is it the concept? What is it um, 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 the ritual? What is it um, whatever you do to reach out and, and bring some new energy to your core, to your life, to your heart? What do you do? And um, some might say, uh, are we talking about spirituality? We can say yes. Mm -hmm. If you define it as spirituality, it's all right. If you define it as um, as a, a metaphysical uh, 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 ways of living your life, it's all right. If you're talking about religi religious way to live your life, it's okay. Mais on sait tous que personne n'est seul. Personne n'est seul. La preuve, quand ça va mal, euh, on cherche de l'aide. Oui. Avant d'appeler un ami, souvent, euh, euh, on, on va évoquer le nom de Dieu, quelle que soit euh, la langue, quelle que soit la culture, quelle que soit euh, la religion. Dans les temps difficiles, on a tendance à, à vouloir accéder à quelque chose de plus haut que nous, de plus fort que nous. Euh, dans notre famille, nous ne sommes pas religieux. Est-ce est que nous sommes religieux dans non, notre famille? Non, nous ne sommes pas religieux, mais nous avons des, des pratiques, des rituels qui nous, qui nous gardent justement dans cette, dans cette zone d'abondance de, 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 où, comme tu dis, nous ne sommes jamais seuls. Donc, quand nous passons à travers des périodes difficiles, c'est à travers les rituels, les pratiques que nous, que nous faisons, que nous mettons en place, qui vont nous aider justement à transmuter l'énergie. Bon, magnifique. Qui veut dire que euh, on a tous euh, un bouclier, on a tous euh, une arme secrète, euh, ce qui est bien. Et ce qui serait encore mieux, c'est d'être hyper tolérant et hyper ouvert à l'idée que peut-être que le voisin, peut-être que notre ami, peut-être que notre conjoint, notre conjointe, peut-être même nos enfants n'ont pas nécessairement envie de travailler avec les mêmes armes que nous dans les moments difficiles. Bon, j'imagine que vous entendez dans le fond le, le bruit du plus vieux qui joue. Et ça, comme on vous avait dit, euh, nous n'avons pas la prétention euh, de produire une émission euh, complètement, euh, comment dire, on dirait professionnelle. Professionnel. Nous ne sommes pas des professionnels. 
nous sommes des gens ordinaires qui ouvrons la porte de nos connaissances, la porte de nos quotidiens à vous qui le désirez et qui vous sentez à l'aise de le faire avec nous. Donc, que vous entendiez du bruit en arrière, que vous entendiez euh, euh, des, des sons, etc., ça fait partie du décor du New World Older. Older. Bon. On avait... Euh, J'avais un peu euh, commencé à entamer euh, ou à aborder l'angle sur laquelle je voulais qu'on qu fasse un peu de pouce. It's Knowing that each individual feels comfortable reaching out to a certain power, to, to a certain entity, to, to, to certain concepts that somehow are, are meant, to, uh, meant to help us see clearly, help us develop our self-confidence in ourselves and also in life. And religion, it's one, it's one way that many of us have thought to, to reach out to something higher. Religion, it's, it's what's supposed to keep us uh, human. Religion, it's what is supposed to keep us civilized. Religion, it's what is supposed to keep us humble. And personally, I respect that. If any individual find refuge in any religious concept, it's totally formidable. It's, it's totally right. And what it, it came clear to me that previous, previously, Before, before uh, COVID brought all this commotion, religion was really, let's say, um, powerful gangs. Religion, religion uh, were presented to us as powerful gangs, powerful uh, secluded group that, um, that somehow would threaten our freedom. Religion was threatening our freedom. La religion, c'était ce spectre, parce que je dis c'était, je vais expliquer pourquoi c'était. La religion, c'était ce spectre, cette force, en quelque part, qui nous menaçait. Qui nous menaçait de jugement ou qui nous menaçait euh, d'aliénation. Dans le sens que si nos agissements n'étaient pas conformes à certains préceptes que certains individus euh, adoptaient, mais ceux qui n'adoptaient pas ces préceptes, ces mêmes préceptes, étaient perçus comme des gens déviants, comme des gens euh, malveillants, des gens, euh, des gens condamnés à ne jamais connaître le bonheur. Donc, c'était sous cette forme que la religion, en quelque sorte, pendant très longtemps, nous a tenus un peu euh, euh, esclaves, nous a tenus un peu... Euh, nous a tenus un peu... Euh, Comment dire, c'était comme une perpétuelle menace. Même si eh, certains d'entre nous trouvaient le courage de vivre eh, notre vie de la manière qu'on le voulait, eh, 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 dénué de tout, de tout concept religieux, 
Mais ça n'empêchait pas qu'il y avait toujours cette menace, qu'il y avait toujours cette menace non dite, cette menace un peu, euh, un peu euh, invisible, à savoir qu'à un moment donné, tu vas payer le prix de ne pas être dans notre camp. À un moment donné, tu vas, tu vas subir les conséquences de ne pas être dans notre camp. Mais personnellement, je suis heureux que tout ceci n'est plus. I am happy that because of COVID, religion, religion somehow have shut up. Because of COVID, religion right now is, is no more. Why? Because lately, do you remember last year when that first rumor of COVID was brought to us? Do you remember when over sudden all the news was telling us, was urging us to change our ways? Suddenly, we were confronted to a new ways of living that was somehow not really predicted by religion. And not only these new ways of living was brought and forced on us, it's funny to see how nobody was protected from those new rules. Nobody was kept away from obey this new way, those new rules, those new ways of living our life, our social life. And for me, that was really, that was really revealing. It was deep for me to realize how all those um, uh, denomination, religious denomination, Yes, that's that's my baby boy asked me to go to go do pee. So he's seated in his chair and uh, like the chair has a type of lock, so he can't he can't come out. So I'm just gonna free him and uh, we're gonna continue our conversation. Okay, so let's okay. Yes, post COVID. We must realize that religion and God was defeated. When I'm talking about God, I'm talking this, this popular concept that comes with a book, that comes with a certain predicament, that comes with certain ritual. It's that God that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about no personal God because in reality, in my mind, there are as many gods there as their human being since all of us we have different fingerprints each one of us we have a different brain each one of us went through different experiences i think it's totally okay for us to develop our own concept of god because we need something that is dear to us we need a strength we need a force we need a shield that somehow we can identify with and each one of us should be free to build 
its own concept of God according to the reality of its own life, his or her own life. When this freedom is not respected, this is when we have a lot of people suffering. Personally, I grew up in a religious environment. I didn't have the chance or I was blessed in a way. I don't know what to say, but I didn't grow up with my mother. I grew up with two aunts. My, um, they were uh, the sisters of my father's mom. And it's pretty funny. I didn't grow up. I didn't even grow up with my father's mom. I grew up with her sisters because her, she wasn't about kids. She was a businesswoman attending to her business, making money and manage things, which is okay. But on vacation, I will go visit her. You know, I, I will spend weeks and even months there. And it's still good time. The reality, I, I was raised by two great females. I said that I grew up in a religious environment because those two ladies were profoundly religious. Okay? One of them, her name was, I say was because she ain't breathing no more. She, uh, she's not sharing this space and reality with us no more. I mean, both of them. But I will start with her. She was Catholic. Okay? Her name was Idovia. Dear mom to me, Idovia, I love you. And uh, I hope that you're here with me right now and you're here with my family. And um, I keep in my heart a wonderful souvenir of you. Idovia was the type of woman, like, uh, no husband. Uh, when I was uh, very young, her, her husband passed away. Beautiful man, generous man, he passed away. So... She she was alone, no man living, sharing the house with her sister and the daughter of her sister and me. She was part of a group called the Charismatic Group, which means that that lady's life was all about prayer. Therefore, my life as well was all about prayer. My occupation will be going to school, play a little bit with my friends when I have the time, and then follow my mother, one of my mother, everywhere she will go. So if you're hearing uh, Sambo uh, screaming at the back, is because probably he's uh, taking his uh, shower right now. His mom is taking care of him. So let's go. My life as a child was all about prayer. I remember I would finish school, get home, eat something. She will shower me. She will dress me and cover me with baby powder like every day. And then she will drag me, drag me to her meeting. Those meetings like will last forever. We'll get there by 6 and finish at 12 at midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. That was my life. And I remember those days, instead of playing with my friends, she will take me far, far, far on a mule. We will we'll go far, you know. And uh, 
in in total nature with other women and they will pray they will fast all day all night and that was part of my life so yeah i knew i knew the religious life and i was also uh you know when you go to the um, catholic mass and there is there are those boys the little boys in front helping the priest and uh, bringing uh been in um, uh, the Eucharistie, been in this. Uh, that was me. So she didn't leave me a choice. That was also part of my activities. On the other hand, there was her sister. Her name uh, was and is Ruth. Ruth was totally different. She was also a businesswoman, which means that during the day, she will uh, gather her merchandise and uh, she will walk to the marché and just sell her, her stuff. She was a, like a merchant. Uh, a merchant? Okay. So, en français, je pourrais dire qu'elle était une commerçante. Okay? So, my second mother was totally different. She was about business, but also she, she was an alcoholic. She was always drunk. I remember, like, the entire city knew her. The entire town knew her. And when she would walk, she would have civil fight along the way and until she gets home. <laughs> so that's who she was. She was a fighter. She was a businesswoman. And she was also a religious woman. But totally different than Idovia. Can you see it? They were, these two women were living under the same roof, raising me together and having two total different lives. This is where I got my ways of tolerance. This is where I got my spirit of universal acceptance. So Ruth wasn't a Catholic. She was a voodoo woman. She will practice her voodoo religious at night. So the night that I will be home sleeping, she will get home around like midnight, one o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock. She will wake me up. She will wake me up and she will start her ceremony and she will introduce me to all these things. She will, she will cook those, um, those uh, um, aboriginal food, you know, and, and, and she will somehow introduce me to what she knew. Me as a children, I just grasp everything. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a mind um, um, to to separate, you know, to choose w which one was better, which one was uh, was good, which one was bad. No, that was my life, and it was a beautiful life. I had a wonderful childhood. I was surrounded by love. I was surrounded by care. I was surrounded by protection and I was happy and I'm still a happy man because of my childhood. My childhood was about a plurality. My childhood was about freedom. Also, yes, even though I was caught up between these two uh, religious concepts, but still I had friends. I had time to go play, you know, and I would go to school and, and I would have fun. So that was my childhood and this is for for me exchanging a little bit on that all this to come to our subject religion 
spirituality, protection, source of strength. What is it in your life? What is it in your head? What is it in your mind that helps you get by, that helps you get stronger, that helps you uh, uh, conquer the negativity that is trying to ruin your life? In our home, we dive into all of them. Parfois, on peut aller dans le « Je vous salue, Marie, pleine de grâce. » Pendant une semaine, ça va. Une autre semaine, on peut aller dans euh, « Mon Père qui est aux cieux, que ton nom soit sanctifié. » Pendant une semaine, ça va. Quand je dis « on », on parle des adultes et des enfants aussi. Et des fois, ça va être les prières tibétaines, la méditation tibétaine. This type of sounds. And sometimes it will be simply yoga, stretching on the mat. Or just gather and play music together. All those things are the definition of our gods in this home. And we do it so our children feel free to tap in any energy that they feel okay to, to strengthen them. Because I think what's happening right now with, with COVID-19 is the ultimate proof that we've been lied to. I'll explain that. Remember the first wave of COVID-19, the first wave, like, I think it's, uh, which month was this, March? Last March or something like that? Where stores were closed. People will run into stores and grab toilet paper and stuck them in home like life was going to end children wasn't allowed to go to school no more parks were just shut down and everything was shut down and it was really interesting to see how all of us accepted it the muslim community didn't go against those rules The Christian communities didn't go against those rules. Everybody kept quiet. And no God, no prophet has come from the sky to strengthen us. We were left alone to deal with our government that are totally human. And we all accept that leadership. And none of us reject the human leadership and run to their God and religious leadership. What's that tell us? What's that tell us? Me that told me that the truth was elsewhere. The truth about strength, the truth about divinity, the truth about anything that is divine, anything that is pure, everything that is really uh, 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 positive for the human fabric, that day, that time, that period of time, 
revealed to me that it not included in religion concept religious concept nous avons tous accepté de nous conformer aux règles sociales eh bien, c'est ça la réalité. La réalité est, la spiritualité, c'est quelque chose de personnel. Ce qui te rend fort, c'est quelque chose qui est propre à toi. Parce qu'on n'aura jamais les mêmes empreintes digitales. On n'aura jamais la même constitution euh, 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 biologique ou physique. On n'aura jamais les mêmes pensées. On n'aura jamais les mêmes rêves. Chaque individu est différent. Chaque individu est unique de la sorte que son Dieu doit être unique. La force qu'il utilise pour continuer à avancer doit lui être propre. Dénuée de toute influence, dénuée de toute pression à la délaisser et à en choisir une autre. Donc, Maya est de retour. Euh... Oui, je suis de retour. Donc, j'expliquais comment mm -hmm. est-ce que moi j'ai grandi. Mm -hmm. J'expliquais comment est-ce que j'étais entouré de concepts religieux, mm -hmm. euh, le vaudou et le christianisme. Mm -hmm. Et j'explique comment est-ce que le fait de vivre dans une maison euh, euh, aussi euh, euh, qui, qui acceptait la cohabitation euh, des, différentes... des différents euh, 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 concepts spirituels, moi aussi, ça m'a aidé à devenir un homme beaucoup plus tolérant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ça m'a aidé à comprendre qu'il n'y a pas une seule voie vers le bien-être. Il n'y a, il, il a pas un seul livre qui parle du bien-être. Le bien-être, c'est vraiment dans tout ce qui nous rend fort. La spiritualité, c'est tout ce qui... En fait, la spiritualité, c'est tout ce qui nous est secret, à mon avis. C'est une âme secrète que du moment, du moment que du moment, euh, euh, tu partages ce secret avec les autres, à mon avis, tu t'exposes. Mm -hmm. Tu t'exposes pourquoi? Tu t'exposes au doute. Tu t'exposes au fait qu'on puisse te faire douter maintenant. Parce que la réalité est, nous, nous, êtres humains, nous façonnons notre personnalité, nous façonnons notre identité par rapport aux autres. Même si nous nous, nous efforçons d'être perméables aux influences extérieures, ça ne change rien. Tu te lèves le matin, tu vas travailler, un collègue ou quelqu'un dans l'autobus te dit tu as l'air fatigué, mais ça, ça va rester durant la journée. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Et tu as perdu du, du poids, mais si, pas, si tu n'es pas une, une personne qui vise à perdre du poids dans sa vie, etc., ça va t'affecter. Donc, lorsqu'on s'ouvre, lorsqu'on rentre en interaction avec les autres, on nous permet, on, en fait, on s'ouvre à être influencé. On s'ouvre à la possibilité d'être influencé. Mm -hmm. Donc, la spiritualité doit être quelque chose de secret, doit être une âme que seul moi, euh, seulement moi y ai accès 
et seulement moi connais son emplacement. Pourquoi? Parce qu'on le sait bien, généralement, l'être humain n'est pas très à l'aise avec la différence. Que ce soit dans un village, dans une ville, dans un pays, l'être humain aimerait bien que le plus grand nombre possible adhère au même principe oui. que lui. Mange la même chose. Hein, se divertit la même. Pourquoi? Parce que c'est sécurisant. C'est sécurisant de savoir que le voisin est comme moi. C'est sécurisant de savoir que le voisin croit en même un, un, un Dieu que moi. Et ça, ça me permet d'être moi. En fait, non. En fait, non. Ce que nous devons revenir, ce que nous devons en, en, en cultiver en nous, c'est la force d'être différent. C'est la force d'avoir des ressources qui ne sont pas communes aux autres. Et pour moi, ça, c'est rassurant. C'est rassurant de savoir, oui, nous, sommes, nous vivons en collectivité, mais ce qui te fait du bien, ce qui te rend fort, n'est pas nécessairement la même chose pour moi, et c'est correct comme ça. Lorsque j'expose mon secret aux autres, lorsque j'expose les aspects de mon intimité spirituelle aux autres. Alors, on s'expose à nous faire renvoyer une image négative de ce que nous sommes. Parce que, bien souvent, nous, nous allons prendre une pause pour revenir dans 30 secondes. Oui. Parce qu'en fait, hein, vous savez, hein, how anchor is set, à chaque 30 minutes, nous devons... Euh, Comment dire? Recommencer. Recommencer la session. C'est leur façon, je pense, de contrôler le contenu. C'est leur façon de s'assurer que les gens ne perdent pas le contrôle. Je ne sais pas trop, mais... Yes! Donc, nous continuons sur l'idée qui est, à mon avis, Elohim qui réfléchit et qui émet son opinion. Nos secrets spirituels doivent rester des secrets. Nos trucs, nos outils, nos armes spirituelles doivent rester secrètes. Qui veut dire que ce sont des choses qui doivent faire partie de notre intimité. Et je justifie mon opinion en disant, il y a cette pression de conformité. Lorsque nous sommes ensemble, l'être humain, est très inconfortable à l'idée que notre être humain, à côté de lui, partageant le même espace, etc., soit différent et des habitudes différentes. Ça rend, ça rend l'être humain un peu insécure, à savoir, il est imprévisible. S'il n'est pas comme moi, il est imprévisible. Et s'il est imprévisible, je ne suis pas en paix. C'est dans ce sens que lorsqu'on partage avec les autres dans notre environnement, ce qui nous fortifie ce qui, nous, ce qui nous grandit, ce qui nous rassure, on s'expose au doute. On s'expose dès qu'on se fait dire, c'est sûr ce truc fonctionne parce qu'il est écrit ou on a dit ou est-ce que... Dès que tu t'exposes à ce genre d'échange, tu ouvres la porte au doute. Or, la spiritualité ne fait pas bon ménage avec le doute. La spiritualité ne fait pas bon ménage avec « the second guess 
when you when you are when you uh, um when you have entered a spiritual realm you must be doubt free therefore we urging people to turn away from the old ways where religious religion were brought to us as a collective thing and i will go further saying that i think gathered when people gathered in church it's a trick it's a trick to force those person to live the same way to live the same lifestyle Mm-hmm. The reason why church urging us to gather together is to be more efficient into convincing us of adopting this, that, or this way of life. And it works. It works. And it's really, I can't talk about church because. I think I I free myself from religion I would say 20 years ago when I really decided as a young adult that this wasn't for me no more so okay we need to uh, pause somebody is knocking at the door so we're coming back you want to continue continue I'm going to check the door okay yeah. so just as brother Elohim was saying um spirituality is an individual thing and should be an individual thing, right? Most of the time, uh, when we think of religion, if I can share about my experience, I do remember, well, I grew up in a I grew up in a Muslim environment and I do remember that I would question a lot, you know, um, starting from four, five, four, five, six, all the way up to 15 years old, we would spend a lot of our summers um, at the mosque from Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday. We would go, um, and learn Arabic, we would go and learn um, different things about Islam. And just like any other religion, you know, Islam has all the fundamentals that are equal to all other religions. And what I found out is that um, when I was going to those classes, uh, during summers that I would question a lot about um, different things, you know. For instance, I would question, you know, why would there only be white angels in heaven? You know, because they would talk about, you know, when you when you get to heaven, all the angels are there to greet you and they are white, pure as snow. And... I would question that. Why would angels be only white, you know? Or I would question the fact that why do we must pray in Arabic? 
why why do we have to be connected to God only through Arabic language? And so, you know, I kind of got turned off uh, amongst other things, you know, children uh, teasing you because, you know, you're black, so you're not really Muslim or, you know, just, you know, just little differences, you know. So us being little children, we try to integrate, you know, the Muslim world, the Islamic world as much as we can. You know, we we try to wear the Punjabi outfits, uh, you know, with our, our own dresses and pants, you know. We try to integrate as much as we can the Arab world. But we, I came to find out very quickly, very early on, that although I, I knew, you know, different surat or different ways of praying and all these things, you know, that did not make, in my opinion, my view very early on, that did not enrich my relationship with God. Yes, I knew how to how to pray. I knew how to recite the Quran. Um, and I was very good at it. Actually, I was very, very good at it. But I did not get the point. I did not get the point of sitting down, uh, reading, reading a book that that was that was in a foreign language, um, getting beaten to learn that foreign language and learn and recite the Quran. Um, I do get now that I'm much older that there are different meanings. You know, there there there's a symbolic meaning in every surat and. You have to, you know, it's not just reciting to recite, but there, there's an underlying meaning overall, right? But I was really turned off very, very much quickly, and that pushed me away. So after the, um, the summer school, um, I started working at 15, and then I just stopped going. And then those five days a week during summertime came down to one day a week on Sunday or on Friday uh, to go pray at the Juma, the mosque, right? So that was my um, that was my early on um, teachings and education around spirituality, and in our family, yes. My dad would pray five times a day. He would do nighttime prayers, specific days on specific days, like uh, Thursday, Thursday night, and Monday night. And so we were very much exposed to Islam. But for some reason, I did not connect to God in that way. I did not connect to God in that sense. And so, um, for me, yeah, just like Brother Elohim said, religious or more so spirituality is an individual thing. It must be sacred to an individual, and no matter how that person or that individual develops its relationship to God, it's nobody else's business. Yes, 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 yes. I mean. There's also there's also a part of sharing into religion. It's it's 
it's a positive thing but that share that sharing that sharing um uh, the spirit of sharing of generosity for it to be positive it has to be respectful mm -hmm. i share with you what's good for me and i don't expect you to judge what i'm telling you you know and 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 this should be the beauty of spirituality it's to know that the universe is so uh i'll say that there's a word in english benevolent what's the word benevolent. yeah benevolent oh i'm good yes and so generous and diverse that there are room for each one of us there there are help specific help for each one of us and that brings me to um the other aspect of religion the other aspect of religion that really um contradict from my opinion any concept of holiness it's it's this possibility that religion offers us to let's say that to seek forgiveness rather it's offering rather it's it's sacrifice rather it's through it's through uh uh uh, uh, uh self-affliction religion works in a sense like they bring to us this concept of like starting over or we can get we can be we can seek forgiveness out of god if we do this we if we do this if we do that and i think that's a pretty that's a prolific business it's like saying to anybody you eat whatever you want during the week and sunday come and do a colon cleansing Mm -hmm. yeah this is it so is it because what could be really helpful is to teach people or it's to help people realize that all the benefit of the colon cleansing so they know it's something that that works they know it's something that can be helpful in time of need it's something that is that can really help the body so we know that thing exists mm -hmm. and we know it's there mm -hmm. but when we were taught that that colon cleansing helps regulate our everyday can help help us cover for our flaws can help us cover for our um our unwillingness to do what's good for our body then we have a problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have a problem so what we do we hurt in our body through all the week no consideration for the body through all the week and then on sunday we pause and we go clean our call no 
<laughs> the same way religion, the way that they bring to us salvation, there is a side that tells us you don't have to be that positive. You, you don't have to be that good. And by the way, it's already known, God already known that you have an imperfect nature. So you don't have to be good. You don't have you don't, you don't have that much to be good. And if you if somehow you fail to be when I mean good, let let's elaborate a little bit on my opinion of what's good. Mm-hmm. Good is is what respect the conception of your body. That is good first. When you respect your body, you are doing something good. When you respect other people's body, you are doing something good. When you invest, when you invest in your strength, your time, your knowledge for the better good, you are doing something positive. Or when you just leave everybody alone and only focus on yourself, that's not selfishness. That's also part of life. That means that you know that you don't really have positive thing to share. You know that you're not ready to be in that human mix. You know that you don't have what it takes right now to be a helpful force. And therefore, you choose to retract. You choose loneliness. You choose meditation. You choose to not sharing this negativity with the rest and you keep it for yourself and try to, to clean yourself and try to overcome this negativity that is raging inside, in your head, in your body. So you secluded yourself, you remain alone. That's also good. Mm-hmm. This idea that we must always be together and, and, and let's go pray God together. But no. There's something deeply uh, um, uh, pathological inside of churches when you realize that how much is being invested on on the fashion how much is being invested in the makeup how much is invested in the clothing how much is invested into simply looking good But when we try to look good in this collective concept, we're trying to distance ourselves from our neighbors. We're trying to distance ourselves from our brothers and sisters. That, that's the only reason we are disguising ourselves in such manners. All of those religions tells us that God look for what's in within god consider only what's in inside what is inside the same way the bible said it's not what what you put in your mouth that caused you to be unworthy and to be sinner it what comes out of your mouth the same way it's not about what you're wearing what you're wearing has nothing to do. Oh, um, um, 
I find so funny this um the gospel of prosperity. The gospel of prosperity it's really strong on our planet right now. Is the is the gospel that works hand in hand with um what is the word? What's the word? Um people that consume a lot and uh, um a société on une société de consommation mm-hmm. une société ah. ah help me god <laughs> okay so uh, matériel okay non seulement matériel mais on peut aussi dire il y a le terme que je cherche qui m'échappe je vais le trouver un peu plus tard donc l'église à sa façon de nous présenter la spiritualité, nous enfonce de plus en plus dans cette société de consommation. Le prosperity gospel nous le dit. De même que les compagnies pour lesquelles nous travaillons nous amènent ce discours de productivité, ce discours de performance, mais c'est ce que le gospel de la prospérité fait. Le gospel de la prospérité encourage la compétition entre les fidèles. Si tu es béni vraiment, montre-nous quelle voiture que tu conduis. Si tu es béni vraiment, dans quelle maison tu vis. Si tu es béni vraiment, ta perruque doit être faite chaque semaine. Je vous dis ces choses pas en dérision, ce sont des choses que j'ai entendues au sein des églises. Si tu es béni, si tu marches main dans la main avec Dieu, ton enfant ne peut pas fréquenter l'école publique. <rire> Ce sont des imbécilités. Ce sont des imbécilités qui nourrissent la chair et qui nourrissent, euh, 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 qui nourrissent la distanciation spirituelle entre les individus. Donc tout ça nous ramène à l'urgence d'en faire Quelque chose de personnel, la spiritualité. L'urgence, non seulement d'en faire quelque chose de privé, mais aussi d'en faire quelque chose de libre. Et dans ce sens, je parle de nos enfants. Nous avons une responsabilité de partager nos croyances avec nos enfants. Nous avons la responsabilité, jusqu'à un certain âge, de maintenir nos enfants dans une, dans une certaine euh, propreté spirituelle. Mais je pense que nous avons aussi le devoir de leur présenter l'éventail de ce qui est présent, de ce qui se fait sur cette planète, en termes de spiritualité. De la même façon qu'on parle du prophète Mahomet, on peut parler de Jésus, on peut parler du Dalai Lama, on peut parler de Krishna, on peut parler de toutes les, tous les individus que l'histoire a recensés, du Bouddha aussi, tous les individus que l'histoire a recensés, de par leur action, de par leur décision, ont eu un impact positif sur l'humanité. Nous avons ce devoir de le faire avec nos enfants. Là, je, là où est-ce que nous pensons, et que je pense que beaucoup d'adultes poussent la note trop loin, c'est lorsqu'on on ferme les possibilités à nos enfants. Là où, où, où est-ce qu'on leur enlève la vérité au sujet de la diversité spirituelle. Lorsqu'on leur enferme dans nos croyances, dans nos façons à nous, 
Parce que je, je dis bien enferme. Enfermer, on peut facilement enfermer nos enfants dans nos croyances à nous, dans nos pratiques à nous. Et ça, ça fait du tort à l'être humain. Parce qu'il y a l'enfant qui sera propice à ça. Il y a l'enfant qui que tu vas lui parler de tes pratiques religieuses et va facilement y adhérer. Et ça, c'est correct aussi. Mais si tu as plusieurs enfants, je te parie qu'ils ne sont pas tous pareils. Si tu as plusieurs enfants, je te parie qu'ils n'ont pas tous, même, même étant petits, ils n'ont pas tous le même concept de ce qui est divin. Par contre, ils doivent quand même tous partager l'idée qu'il y a des actions qui contribuent au bien commun. Ça, c'est autre chose. Mm -hmm. Mais lorsque le temps vient de parler de religion, on doit, nous les parents, nous devons, ah, Losambo, nous devons laisser la porte entrouverte. Et ça, c'est difficile. Ça, c'est difficile parce qu'une fois de plus, ce qui nous nuit le, ce, ce qui nous nuit grandement, nous les adultes, c'est notre peur d'être original. C'est notre peur d'être singulier. C'est notre peur de gérer notre maison à notre manière. Exemple, si tu es d'origine arabe, il, il va être difficile pour toi que tes enfants euh, 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 partagent avec leurs camarades que eux, ben, ils ne lisent pas le Coran. En fait, la pression, c'est que la pression est double. C'est que L'adulte a peur d'être considéré comme un adulte euh, 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 négatif, ou etc., etc. Mais l'adulte a aussi peur que l'enfant soit stigmatisé. Donc, notre envie ou notre besoin de conformité est énorme. Est énorme. Et c'est dans ce sens qu'aujourd'hui, dis allô. allô. Comment ça va? Non, on n'a pas entendu. Comment ça va? Comment? Non, mais il faut dire. Comment ça va, Sambo? Ça va bien? Tu as bien dormi, Sambo? Tu as bien mangé, Sambo? Oui. Okay. Like this guy. I want him to be a positive force in the society. I'm dedicated to give him all the tools that help me grow as a positive adult. I will do all that by also accepting that along the way he might seek for other for other thing mm -hmm. he might be attracted to other form of spirituality i won't allow him to be attracted by uh by non-constructive uh, uh force i won't allow him to be attracted by um uh, by uh, a negative influence that will transform him into a, a danger a destruction force in this society no i won't allow that i will do everything under my power and i'm sure maya will do the same thing yes. to avoid that but at the same time we are willing to let him be free We are willing we are willing to do everything under our power to raise him as a positive force and still let him grow as a free human being that's that's a paradox 
It is, but at the same time, this is what we must aim for. It's a delicate balance between freedom and obligation. And spirituality is the same thing. We are free to turn to any force around us that help us get by. If that force is not against the common good. Yep. Yes. So we we hope this Sunday version of New World Older mm -hmm. wasn't too rough. Uh, uh, we simply we simply um, uh, um, sharing with you how we live our life and how we raise our children. And each time we will be on air, we'll be sharing with you on topic, family topic, uh, on, uh, on uh, how we think children should be raised, on how we think uh, uh, individuals should conduct themselves in a way to, to make of this life something more joyful yes and as we as we love to say maya and i there's no more children in our societies now covid have changed everything yeah we don't see children playing on in the, the park. parks no more we don't see children running in the streets now children adult elderly we all under the same banner, which is we are obeying the rules that we set according to the new reality of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I urge you to apply these new ways into your life, into your privacy, which means that your spirituality now Look at it as yourself. You are no longer free to gather inside, a, inside a, a building to celebrate and pray and whatever you do with other people. Now you are forced to live your life mostly inside your home, inside your head, inside your body, inside your values. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's shift those change let's bring those change into a spiritual level which means that this is how we're going to also live our spirituality, spirituality from now on it's nobody's business nobody's but i'm free to share with you what make me smile today as soon as you start judging it i'm gone because my point is not to convince you that what's, what makes me smile today will make you smile. But I will tell you, that's work for me. As soon as you disagree, as soon as you want to judge it, as soon as you want to discourage me from that, I'm gone. The same way now, if anybody tells you, you know, you should tour a party at your house. You should, you know, like, burn those masks, man. I, 
you'll turn your back. Definitely. <laughs> you'll turn your back and say, you know what, brother, sister? Yes, thank you for the advice, but uh, I'm going to take my chances with the mask. Oh, c'est moi-même, gros, chaud.